people who are biting their fingers in fear. Changing is not easy, but changing your life, changing habits, reinventing yourself. Yeah. You will win if you don't quit. Even a broke clock is right twice a day. It's an experience. This is the Kairos Moment with Pastor Jack on Active FM. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Uh, thank you for tuning into um, the Active FM. And this is the Kairos Moment, um, the program that is meant to inspire and encourage wherever you are listening from. I pray that this is going to be a real inspiration for you. My name is Pastor Jack Chirwa, and I'm the pastor of the Full Gospel Church in Johannesburg South. And it's an honor and a privilege once again to be given this opportunity by Active FM. Um, I'm going to do another interview and we'll be looking at a very, very unique topic. And before we do that, we're going to just open in prayer. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for this opportunity that you've given us, that we can uh, talk about issues, real issues that affect us human beings. I pray, Father, for your direction. I pray for your presence, your wisdom. I pray, Father God, that you would lead us and guide us and help us, Father God, to understand the things that we speak about in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I've got in studio with me a lady by the name of Siwongile Babaza. Is that the correct pronunciation yes, of your surname? Yes. Babaza. Okay. Uh, Siwongile is a member of our church. Uh, good morning, Siwongile. It's good morning. to see you. Morning, morning, Pastor. All right, great to have you in studio. The reason I've got Siwongile in studio is uh, I'm going to do a two part interview with her. And uh, Sibongile was on her way to becoming a Sangoma. A Sangoma. That's a pro the right way to pronounce it. She was on her way to become a Sangoma. Now, a Sangoma, uh, South Africans might understand what that means, but if you are listening from another country, you might not know what, what a Sangoma is. Um, this is what we would call a traditional healer. Or it can even be a medium. Uh, they are all in the same group, a traditional healer or a medium. Uh, in South Africa, they are commonly known as Sangomas. Uh, she was on her way to becoming a Sangoma, and she's going to tell us her story. Uh, but before that, uh, perhaps, Sibongile, just tell us a bit about yourself, where you were born and where and how you grew up. Thank you, Pastor. Um, I was born here in Tarkandin. I grew up in Tarkandin. Um, so, um, my mother was not present at that time. Uh, my auntie to take care of me, and after that, my brother took over. I only stayed with my mother when I was doing grade nine. Yes, so our life was not easy growing up. It was it was not easy at all, and um, as someone who grew up without a father. You know, always questioning yourself, like, who do I look like? And I say, but all my brothers know they are fathers and, and all that. I'm this only one person who don't know their father. So my life was very sad, very, very sad. Because even when my aunt, my mother is angry, she, she will tell me you'll be a rubbish like your father. You know, mm. you, you won't be anything, you'll be a rubbish like your father. So I grew up like that, very angry. 
uh, I was very, very angry, Pastor. I don't want to lie to the point mm. where I would even try to take my own life. Mm. Um, I tried like three times, I think. Uh, first time I took my life um, when I was still staying with my mother. You know, uh, things were not going well at home. Uh, she used to beat me up a lot, you know, mm. um, not with, not even using a cane, you know, just give me a nice club, a farm club, you know, mm. and all that. Um, it was said, um, you know, when you are beaten to the point where you can't cry anymore. Wow. It came to that. I couldn't cry anymore. What I would do, I'll just hide my face and mm. she can do whatever she will do, she wants to do. Mm. So life continued, um, you know, staying with her. Um, I remember when I was doing grade 11, mm. you know, she stopped my brother uh, from paying the school fees for me because when she would start beating me, I would run to my aunt, you know, mm. and then she told my brother that uh, I'm staying with other people so they cannot uh, pay for me. I remember my brother used to come and pay the school fees at home, uh, at school. You know, that time she, he was using a check. So yeah. when he comes to school, I see my brother, then I run, you know, to greet him and whatsoever. Then he just passed me like that, and then I was mm. surprised what was happening. So three days later, I was called in the office. Uh, you are owing the school fees. I'm like, how? Because my brother was here. No, your brother didn't pay for you. He paid for your other siblings. siblings. Wow. So it was said, Pastor, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not afraid to share this mm. testimony, you mm. know, because a lot of people are going through that. Mm. So to the point where I, I, <laughs> I had a boyfriend, Mm. The boyfriend had to take over mm. and pay the school fees. Mm. You know, he paid the school fees and continued paying the school fees until the end of the year. Um, you know, to my mother's surprise, when she went to collect the reports, because mm. she always wanted my brother to be above me in everything. So when she was collecting the reports, she was surprised because from the gate, all the teachers were greeting me. All the mm. teachers were greeting me. And um, my, my class teacher, when I walked in, he's like, you know, he shook my hand and said, you did well, you know. Yeah. And then she started to question, what are you going to hear? Are you like a celebrity or you are a student and stuff? Because all the teachers were calling me left and right. So mm. when he checked my brother's report, it's going another way. So she was sort of disappointed and was like, okay, life uh, continued. Uh, then I met this other guy. The guy was like, you know, genuine and everything. And she was there, she wanted to pay Lobola and whatsoever. Pastor, I was young. Mm. I was young, but I decided to go through all this because I, I, I sort of found a savior. Mm. Like, I'm like, okay, at least he's going to save me from, from what I'm going through mm. here. So 
okay, I agreed in everything. He paid Lobola, then I became a Makoiti, you know, mm. so that's when it started. Um, remember in 2007, okay, everything was fine. Mm. Um, then I gave birth to my first one in 2007, and then second one in, two, in 2010. Before mm. that, I was not working past. Okay. I couldn't find a job. Mm. It was it was difficult. I remember the day we, when my brother took me to this other guy, a Sangoma, a traditional healer. Mm. You know, you know they were trying to help me. You know then, so yeah, that that was going to be my next question, uh, yes. Sibongile. Yes. So um, just for the for the purpose of the listeners. Yes. I met Sibongile about nine years ago, about eight, nine years ago. Yes. Um, and the way that I met her was she just walked into our service, our church service. We, we had just uh, finished with the praise and worship and I was about to start preaching and I saw her walk in through the main door. Um, but what caught my attention was the way that she was dressed. So, so she was she was dressed um, like a sangoma. Uh, she was dressed like a traditional healer. Uh, she was dressed like a medium. So, in case you don't come from South Africa, um, there's a way in which traditional healers dress in South Africa. Um, they've got these beads on. They've got this special uh, attire on, and so from a distance you can tell that this person is either a medium or a traditional healer. So I knew at that point um, that this person is a, is a Sangoma. And um, so, so perhaps let's start from there. Um, what, what, what made you embark on a journey of becoming a Sangoma? So, as I said, the mm. life was tough. Mm. You know, the life was tough. Um, I couldn't get jobs. I couldn't do anything. There was nothing happening in my life. You know, as I said, I tried like three times to kill myself. Mm. You know, after my first one was born, I tried to kill myself again. Mm. You know, because now I became useless for this savior of mine, this person who saved me from the life that I was living with my mother. You know, and what was surprising is I could help people get jobs, but I sent my series nothing, no response whatsoever. You know, I help him even now. She's working in that cave. Mm. I was drafting his CV because mm. I'm the one who sent that CV. So when we were arguing and whatsoever, then he was like, so um, I'm like, how? How can you now start treating us like this while I even try to help you to find a job? The response was, if you are so good in finding other people's jobs, why don't you find one for yourself? Mm. You know, so with advice from people, you know, after my brother took me to that guy and he told me that everything is dark in my life, mm. you know, um, I need to take this calling. I have a calling. You know, I need to take this calling. Pastor, I was crying. I didn't want to become a Sangoma. Mm. My mother was is a Sangoma. She's still a Sangoma even now. Mm. My grandmother, it, she was a Sangoma, you know, and then she stopped. She went 
back to church. She was going to Methodist church. Mm. Wow, so this is something that was running in the in family. family. Okay. Even my elder brother went there and mm. then he left, you mm. know. So it was just running in the family. That's what they told me as well. And to me, it was just a normal thing, but I just didn't want to do it. Mm. I was crying. I remember the day when they took me there. You know, I was, Pastor, I was in tears the whole time. When they were going to box baker, I was crying and stuff. So what happens, Pastor? Mm. You start having these dreams. Mm. You know, you dream like you're uh, in the water. You will dream about these attires and whatever. And now when you tell someone, this is the dream I had, they say, yeah, that is a calling. You know, you should go and do this thing. Everything will go well after that. That's why things are not going well in your life because you need to accept your calling. Mm. That's how then I decided, okay, just for my life to be normal. Mm. Let me take this thing and see what's going to happen next. Yeah. You know. So I went, yo, the training, you stay there, you know, you wake up at three, you bath with cold water, whether it's wow. winter, in, in cold water past that, mm. winter, and you can't sleep after that. It's a torture. You know, it's a torture. I don't wish anyone to go through it, mm. you know. Okay, until um, I came back home, you stay there for like eight months, depending if maybe the family, they don't have money to bring you back. You can stay even the whole year. Cause so family, how long did you do the training for? I stayed there for eight months. Eight months. Yes, because wow. I remember I started in January, then in August, uh, beginning of August, that's when I was preparing to come back mm. home. So there are stuff that you need to buy, expensive stuff. Mm. You don't have money, you're not working. Mm. You know, that's that's the worst thing about this Sangoma thing. Mm. Because mm. now they'll tell you your ancestors want you to buy a cow. Mm. How much is the cow? Mm. Like 11, 12,000 rings. Yeah. Do you have that money? Mm. You know, mm. um, so I went through it, I came back home. Mm. Um, now, perhaps let me ask now. So, what what were some of these negative effects? You made the decision. You said you are responding to the calling, mm. and there was trouble. Mm. So, what were some of those problems that you went through after responding okay. to the calling? Okay. After so the first one, like as I was saying, is torture. Mm. When you are the, um, you wake up at three, you bath with cold water. You do the chores in that house, mm. you know, you must wash, you must do everything, you know, and you walk barefoot mm. without shoes and all that. Then people will start treating you differently. Mm. Even the people who knows you, you grow up with, they'll start treating you differently. Others, you will find out like, it's like they are scared of you now. Pastor, the family, if anything happens to the family, yeah. you are the cause of it now. Wow. Because you are a Sangor family. Mm. So you are the one who who's reaching everybody at home. Oh, really? If yeah. anything negative if, yeah. happens to any member of the family, yes, if someone gets you take the blame. To the point that my brother 
could not speak to me for seven years mm. 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 because they believed that um, everything that was happening in their lives was was caused by me. Mm. You know, so it's it, it's sad because people now they like tend against you. They see you like. Um, they see you like a killer. They see you like a monster now. Mm. You know, I look like an old person. Mm. At that time, I looked like an old person. You will come and greet me and say, how are you, auntie? Mm. You know, so, um, yo, a lot of things. The neighbors, they start looking you in different way now. Mm. The people you grew up with. Who knows you very well mm. now because you are a young woman. Mm. They start seeing you in different way. Wow. So it was very sad because you couldn't relate with anyone. Mm. You know, you couldn't relate with anyone. Sure. And, you know. So um, okay. Um, I think it was a month after I came back, mm. and then we had a fight with with uh, my child, uh, my kids father mm. you know he punched me on the head mm. I then I was uh, admitted to the hospital I didn't know like it wasn't um, I didn't think it was a big thing because I went to the hospital they checked the wound they said it's not deep so a week later my body was affected Mm. The whole side of my body was affected. My eyes were, were affected. I couldn't see. I couldn't stand on my own. Like someone who, who like has stroke, something like that. So, and then when we went to the hospital, the doctor checked me. A headache person that I had. Like I'll drink three drinkers, same time nothing happens. Mm. You know, they... Every day and night, that headache is just like that. Yeah. So uh, when they check, they even they like took me to to think to the scanner and check what was happening, only to find out the brain was covered with blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My doctor was very angry. Sure. Very very angry. Like he first he asked, "What happened to you? Were you involved in an accident?" I said, "No." Um, did you bump your head somewhere? I said, no. I'm like, no, doctor, the only thing I, re- I remember, it's him punching me on the head. He mm. was very angry. He was like, you are lucky they brought you. Mm. Now, otherwise they were going to lose you. Wow. And I remember, I used to... I used to ask my aunt. Do you think I'm gonna leave? Then she's like, "No, you'll be fine." And so I stayed past in the hospital. I remember that day around nine at night, my doctor came. You know, he pulled the chair. He was standing just next to my bed. So he's like, okay, this thing is urgent. We need to take you to theater tomorrow morning. But 
Templar, I'll be there. I'll be the one who, uh, I'm the one who will be operating you. Mm. I'll be the last person you see when you sleep. I'll be the first person you see when you wake up. At that time, Pastor, none of my family came to visit me. He even asked, he's like, normally black people, they have a lot of visitors, but I've never seen even one visitor. Mm. You know, um, I, I said, I don't know what's happening. Okay, then I called, I called my husband. Okay, um, tomorrow I'm going to be at Pastor, he was not shaken. Sure. He was not shaken at all to the point that his colleague, he's the one who was like taking my stuff when I went to to theater. You know, I was expecting maybe he will come early, mm. you know, and see what is happening because when they say you are going to theater which means this thing is serious yeah you know my mother saw me when i was leaving the house going to the hospital i couldn't stand on my own mm. you know she saw me but she didn't even come or even make a call my brothers were not there no one was there i was all alone so Okay, I went to to theater. I came back. I stayed in the in ICU. I started to hear voices. Mm. When I'm thinking about something, it's like someone here is answering what I'm thinking about. Mm. You know, it was it was bit pastor to the point that my daughter was trying everything to see like what makes me smile and all that. They mm. even brought the kids to theater. After that, he said, yeah, I can see the improvement in you, you know. And when 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 their father is there, he said, you know what, I'll stop this guy from coming here because I can see the, you know, all those machines with the, so they can pick up everything when I'm sad, when I'm, I'm you know, I'm in a good mood and stuff. So I stayed there, Pastor, alone. I'm not going to say I prayed. I mm. didn't pray. Mm. I only said, God, if I can live only for my kids, nothing else matters. You know, okay, after that, maybe a week later, they moved me to the world. I stayed there. I, it was like now a miracle because I was just recovering, recovering, recovering mm. to the uh, until uh, they discharged me. I came back home. So when I was sitting, I used to run a talk shop where I was staying. I used to run a talk shop. So when I came back, I didn't want to sleep. Mm. You know, stick. I was still weak. I was still very weak. If you remember the first time I came to change yes. powers, I was still very weak. Mm. So um, I asked my neighbors to open the shop for me. I was sitting there. My my eyes are still like, you know, mm. uh, like that. So they opened for me. I was sitting there. As I was sitting there, past I was crying. 
Then I took a phone. I called my brothers. I called my sisters one by one. Mm. I said, what did I do to you? I almost died. You didn't even come to see me in the hospital. They were surprised, all of them. All of them, Pastor, they were surprised, like we didn't know. Mm. While I was in the hospital, my mother is doing her own thing. They, uh, she's doing this um, thing for the ancestors. Mm. Rituals. Rituals for, for mm. the ancestors. I'm in the hospital fighting for my life. She's doing rituals for, for the ancestors. So, um, as I was sitting there alone, that's when I decided, Pastor, that I need to thank God mm. for saving me. That's right. You know, I, 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 but I cannot sit at home and say, thank you, God. Mm. I needed to go to church. I needed to work for God just to to show him how grateful I am mm. for giving me this chance to live again. Because mm. I was good as dead, Pastor. Wow. I was good as dead mm. at that time. So you remember I grew up in this place. I yeah, know in the area. Church. Yeah. I know for a long So you knew about the full gospel church. I knew church, about yeah. the full gospel church. Even mm. the time it was only white people who were coming in the yes. church. Yeah. Mm. I never thought of coming to church then. Mm. You know. Mm. So as I was sitting there, my I need to go to church. So my plan was to visit few churches. Mm. And and the church where I would feel at home, then that's the church where I will serve. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start in that church. You know, that's when I started to come to Full Coastal Church. Okay. As broken I was. Wow. You know. Yeah, you were very broken. I, I remember I was that, broken. that Sunday you walked in, you were very broken. I was, I didn't have hope in mm. my life. I mm. didn't have hope. I, you know, I, I, I just wanted to live for my kids. Mm. I just wanted to to live for my kids then, mm. but God did it. I made it. You know, Amen. I came back home. Then I came to church, Pastor. Well, let's leave it at that. I'm going to cut you short. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but I can sit and listen to you the whole day. Yeah. Um, but we've only got limited time on this program on the radio. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted to focus more on all the negative things that happened um, and you embarking on the journey to become a, a Sangoma um, or a traditional healer, whatever you want to call it, a medium, and the negative impact it had on your life. Um, now, I know that many are listening to the program and there are many people out there who are very traditional and very cultural. Um, I, I want you to know that the reality is that you cannot be a child of God mm -hmm. and yet at the same time practice certain things that are contrary to the word of God. Yeah. Um, the worship of ancestral spirits mm -hmm. is not biblical. It's contrary to the word of God. Becoming a medium or a traditional healer uh, because of the way that the traditional healer is supposed to function mm -hmm. is contrary to the word of God. And so this topic can be very controversial, but the reality is... I'm talking to somebody 
who experienced it and who experienced every negative effect of the decision that she made. Her life was going nowhere, going around circles and not making any progress at all. Join us next week when we listen to Siwongile about what made her make a turning point in her life. Mm -hmm. And how did she make a turning point in her life? You'd be blown away to know that the person who was a nobody, a person who has never had a matric, mm -hmm. a person who had never achieved anything, today, God has helped her achieve so much in life. Why? Because she gave her life to Jesus. And we are going to talk about that next week. So please make sure that you tune in and uh, come and listen to the other half of the story of Sivongile Vabaza. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for every person that is listening right now that you would begin to speak to their hearts and bring about a change in their hearts so that they can make a decision to follow you wholeheartedly. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you once again for tuning in. This has been the Kairos Moment on Active FM. Until next week, God bless you.
Oh, please, work together for my